Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Welcome to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular podcast. Dustin here. Uh, This episode is with a good friend of mine, Krista Coleman, who is uh, the Assistant Director of Student Involvement at Rutgers University in New Brunswick. I really appreciate her jumping on and doing an episode. It was good to to chat with her. And uh, so the topic is community service and service learning. Um, And we talk a lot about a cool, unique uh, program that I was able to be a part of while I was at Rutgers that Krista created uh, with some colleagues at Rutgers, Rutgers Changemakers. It's just something that is uh, one of the things I'm really proud about on my resume. And we talk about that and a lot of other great stuff about service learning and uh, how to kind of maximize that, uh, the potential of that as a way to engage students and um, to have them learn and grow and become uh, really socially conscious leaders. And uh, I think it's something we just haven't really talked about uh, so far in all the episodes that we've done. So I really wanted to uh, chat with her about that and uh, give that out to everyone. And uh, as always, uh, if you have some thoughts about the podcast, ideas for episodes, if you want to do an episode, um, we really appreciate any comments, feedback, uh, ratings on iTunes are great. And just uh, really appreciate everybody uh being uh, engaged and thoughtful listeners to the podcast and just seeing uh, so many people uh, find it useful and um, that really have enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I've heard people thanking us for doing the podcast. We thank you for listening to the podcast. And yeah, I mean, there's still going to be plenty more to come. I don't know. Uh, for some of these episodes recently, Tom hasn't been on. That should be remedied soon. We're figuring it out because just to make sure everyone knows and to keep people formally in the loop, if you have not read uh, the blog post that I've done on the Student Affairs Collective, I accepted a job uh, very recently as a resident director at Huston University in Maine. So prior to this, I was sitting in the office with Tom doing episodes and uh, we're budding up on all of it. So now that we're apart, we're kind of figuring out all the kinks and stuff and uh, so trying to bring you all the same great content. So um, expect very soon for me and Tom to be jumping on and catching up with each other. Tom, hopefully for doing some episodes that he can fit in his, uh, in his busy schedule. So um, look forward to that. And as always, look forward to more great episodes of the Student Affairs Spectacular podcast. But on that, I will leave you with this, uh, the great episode with Krista Coleman. Um, I just have my iPad because I didn't trust my, you know, billion year old laptop to be able to handle anything serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. Um, yeah, and I'm excited right now. I just have to like gush about it because I'm just excited about it in general. Like uh, I'm doing this from my office. I've never had an office before. So I have all my like geeky toys up on a shelf and just like uh, all these like uh, cool stuff in here. I mean, it's just nice to have like a space like this to, uh, you know, do podcast episodes, do work, kind of be able to just like shut in and stuff. So I'm very excited. Yeah, that's really great. That's so exciting. Uh, you'll have to send me a picture of the office so I can see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm almost done. I feel like I just want to make sure, because I haven't like shown it to anybody because I want it to be like everything's up and it's like yeah, what I've sort of visualized in my head for so long now. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just to kind of jump right into it and everything, um, thank you for uh, kind of quick turnaround to do the episode and everything. Um, definitely appreciate it. No problem. You know, I'm here and it's summer, so thankfully we have a little bit of extra time, though I hope I don't sound too congested because my nose is a little stuffy. Uh, yeah. Have you been sick for a while? 
just for this week, like starting on Saturday, I think I started feeling a little under the weather. It's gotten better. It's more of a cough now. So I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, go cool. well, that And even further. So I appreciate you, you know, getting through <laughs> sickness and everything. But um, all right, now this stuff looks good, recording and all that. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, uh, you know, full disclosure for people listening, you know, we know each other, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so I know your kind of story. I know uh, generally where you came from, but we always ask everybody for the episodes just to, to introduce yourself to everybody in your student affairs story, kind of in a nutshell. Sure. So I'm Krista Coleman. I work at Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Love New Jersey. And I'm the assistant director for student involvement and community service initiatives. So my main focus is working on service learning programming, but I also advise about 30 student organizations, though most of them are focused on community service as well. So I have a very specialized area right now and I've been here for four years actually my anniversary was just a couple days ago so congratulations (laughs) thanks um so my student affairs story is like a lot of other student affairs um I got really involved on campus specifically with orientation and first year programming but I'm such a theory nerd that I when I was an undergraduate student I got so excited by the fact that there was theory and research that supported orientation and first year programs. I just knew it was something that I wanted to explore more in my career. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had like a crossroads moment, which I think I told you about before, Dustin. But basically, I was really interested in being a sports journalist doing um, my dream was to do Monday Night Football. (laughs) (laughs) And I had an internship interview to do something related to sports and that same day that I got turned down for the job I my supervisor in orientation offered me a job working in her office on the first year experience so it was pretty much a crossroads where I chose that internship and then really never looked back and got my master's at New York University um, where I also worked at Fordham University in the Lincoln Center campus so I've worked at a religious institution and done some work at a large private and I also worked at Montclair State University in New Jersey which is a mid-sized public as well so have even though I've been really pretty much in this area I've had a variety of different experiences and have gotten to know a lot of different types of institutions which has been really cool yeah it does sound great that's what I'm kind of um, excited about and I feel like it's sort of been like a B plot for all the podcast episodes that you know my job search and stuff has sort of been going on at the same time and now being at a totally different institution I'm very interested to see kind of how like the differences in like an environment sort of influences things. So, um, and I feel like I have to ask because I don't think I've I've ever asked because I didn't know exactly that you were interested in like Monday Night Football and (laughs) Jersey being a battleground for football. Like, are you like Giants or Jets fan? Like, where do you fall with everything for the football teams? If I said that I have spent my entire life as a sports fan being very depressed, I think that would give you the answer. (laughs) Just like... (laughs) Um, yeah I'm I'm personally a Ravens fan I'm really glad that we got our got our due recently and just like um, and I'm the same for basketball like a Mavericks fan we got our due within like the past couple years and then we haven't been doing so hot so it's just like 
yeah, I, I, I feel for and empathize with those, like, the fans of teams that are just like, we just have to kind of, you know, be okay with, you know, our standing. And it's like the Mets, I know. Like, it's, I guess it's just yeah. the New York teams. They're like the Yankees and the Mets or like the Jets and the Jets. Like, there's like yeah. a, a, a tale of two cities or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, being, a, being a Jets fan is a little rough. And my dad, <laughs> my dad is a Giants fan, so I don't really know where that all came from that I decided one day to, like, defect from the family. But Right, yeah, like rebellious teenager going against it or something. But, which is I think that's also funny is like sports teams are like religion sometimes which is like well I was raised a Jets fan so you know I just kind of every Sunday I just go and I watch the game so it's just like, <laughs> just like oh I just never really chose my own team I don't know like I just grew up with the team but um, so you've been working in service learning for a long time um, and just kind of generally I guess to give people um, insight to how to how you kind of inform your daily work and practice and everything what's kind of your general like philosophy of of student learning so it is sort of like a niche of, i guess of just student engagement efforts like it might fall into different umbrellas at different places but um how do you kind of uh what's the lens that you view your work with service learning so i think especially um being a part of an office that has only really been in existence here at Rutgers for about six years i've really come to realize the importance of infusing service learning and civic engagement work really into any area of student affairs so i definitely don't see it as isolated as all and i i know that it is kind of a niche but i really hope that all student affairs professionals would recognize the importance of students engaging in service learning work because not only is it helping them build connections with the community where they live currently, Mm -hmm. but it's providing them with experiences that they can take with them after they graduate. And it's, there's always a learning component to it, which is why I love service learning so much. Um, And there's always that reflection piece. So I think it's something that's very meaningful, obviously has a great impact on students, but there's a lot of things that you can kind of measure and see your impact with service learning. So um, hopefully everyone would see that the same way yeah and i guess and what i like about like service and do these different things is that would it doesn't have to look the same at any type of place because like there's different kind of um community issues or partners that you can work with and different things so it doesn't have to be like a um I don't know, like something that you copy is it's sort of like that philosophy would be the one size fits all. It's like, it's important. Make sure you engage students, do reflection and give them meaningful experiences. And how you do that is, you know, kind of up to you. Yeah, that's true. And I know when I go out into the community here, which is the city of New Brunswick, there are a lot of organizations who have been here as long as Rutgers and Rutgers has kind of grown simultaneously with the city of New Brunswick to get to this point. But there are obviously other schools, you know, that are in New York City where all some organizations in New York have been there long before there's institutions and sometimes institutions have been there long before the community builds up. So mm-hmm. it definitely is interesting to think about those um, campus community relationships and how different they are at different places. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know the uh, you know, I want to talk about it and it's it's uh you know, how our relationship, how we originally met and worked together and things. So, uh, you know, part of your philosophy, I guess that, you know, it manifested in something very unique at Rutgers. It was Rutgers Changemakers. That was um, just a really exciting opportunity for me to be a part of. But I, I can let you um, describe it, you know, how much you want to kind of get into how it came to be and everything. But maybe just um, why you think it's something that's worthwhile and uh, kind of special for you. 
Well, I think service learning is very important for students, but I also recognize that we're not necessarily going to get students, every single student interested in doing community service. So thinking about other ways to motivate and excite students around the idea of social change, you know, kind of creating positive uh, relationships with the community, with the campus, with the world. And so I worked with another colleague of mine, Kristen Cothran. She's at Lafayette College now um, in creating this Change Makers, Makers initiative based on a concept called social entrepreneurship, which is where a business has a double or sometimes triple bottom line, meaning that they don't only make profit, they also have a social good element to it. So they're trying to benefit the community in some way. And Kristen and I saw a speaker, his name was Cole Cresilius from Crochet Kids, which is K, Crochet. Um, <laughs> they, he actually spoke at the ACPA National Convention this year, so some people may be familiar with him, but basically uh, we're so inspired and excited by his talk that we thought we need to find a way to connect students to this idea and also encourage students to think about when they graduate from college, they don't necessarily have to work for the man in order to make money, but they don't have to be um, dirt poor and work for a super small nonprofit, they can find a lot of different ways to get um, a career that helps them create positive change. So that's really where that all came out of, all from Crochet Kids and just some excitement around the idea of creating change beyond just the community service piece. Yeah, and I, guess, I mean, that's what just kind of excited me about it was that premise, I guess, and, um, you know, I sort of was at a good point when I heard about it, or just like trying to infuse my life with kind of like social good products and things that, you know, supporting companies with my money that I kind of really believed in and everything. And I know that that's kind of a big component of it as well as like, um, yeah, just like highlighting companies, how you can kind of have a lifestyle that, you know, supports things that you believe in. And, um, and I guess just, I'm trying to think, I mean, if I had to sort of like my favorite part of change makers, but I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's really unique, I guess is what I generally just like about it. Cause there's speakers and things to engage students actively in service and, uh, opportunities around in the community. And, um, yeah, I guess I mean like, uh, what would be, you know, if somebody, you know, was trying to maybe do something similar and if you had, you know, we always like to try and give people tips or, um, you know, doing these sort of things, if it's change makers or if it's maybe an alternative break program or anything like that, I guess, you know, um, what would be any type of tips that you would have? Because I know, like, uh, it can be hard, like you said, if, like, certain community partners are newer or younger or, you know, at varying levels of growth or however it might kind of shake out or if you're kind of a one-person office maybe. Um, any, any, I guess, uh, tips that you'd have for um, doing this sort of work? Well, I think for Changemakers specifically, two of the things that worked really well for us and I think would work well in any type of programming at an institution around this idea is giving students the opportunity to take action and really not necessarily just sit and listen to someone lecture uh, which can be beneficial. And I think that lectures are really great, but that's definitely not necessarily the only way that students want to learn or can learn these days. So we created 
and Dustin had a big role in this. Uh, you really played a large role in the Changemaker Challenge, which was um, an opportunity for different students on campus, whether it was a student group or an individual student, to submit proposals for these projects that they wanted to start to create some kind of social change. So we actually gave students the opportunity to submit a proposal. They had to create a video and a presentation to articulate to a panel of judges why their project was worthy of being funded. So it was as though they were kind of their own startup company going to Shark Tank and saying, hey, I want money to start this project. And so we had some really great students who were able to voice their opinions and talk about the ways that they wanted to create change. So really putting that from the change maker's perspective, my tip would be putting the power in the students' hands to really make those things happen. Yeah, I guess because the, the, the challenge is kind of was, I feel like what we were, you know, you know, consciously and subconsciously and everything kind of like leading to is that you were hoping that the students would take the things that they were learning and, you know, actually do something with it rather than sort of be inspired for an evening, go to sleep, wake up and be like, oh, I mean, I had that idea. I don't know if it'll work, you know, and they kind of like talk themselves out of it or something. But um, yeah, I mean, that was really, it was really powerful. Okay, yeah, because like the, the students that came to their pitches, like they had solid pitch, like they were really good and really passionate about what they were into. So it was just great to see that energy, great to see somebody, um, you know, win and, uh, you know, just imagining kind of what they'll go off and do. And you could say maybe that's something that's, you know, huge in a couple of years kind of started with Rutgers Changemaker, you know, like just that idea. I just love that idea that, um, of what we were able to do there. So, um, I get, and then just to make sure we kind of cover everything, is there any other tips kind of, um, generally that you've learned over the past couple of years of, um, engaging with the community partners and doing different things, um, that you'd like to put out there to people that are, um, interested in doing different kind of, uh, you know, active service and service learning. Yeah, definitely. So I actually just recently read a book um, called The Unheard Voices, which is about working with community organizations and thinking about really what a true community partnership means. That's why we call them community partners. We don't call them volunteer sites because it really is a two-way relationship and it shouldn't always be the institution kind of putting out all this information at community partners saying, we're doing this, you should help us. It's more uh, symbiotic than that mm -hmm. and really invest, it's really important for us to invest a lot of time and energy into building those relationships, especially with community partners that we work with on a regular basis. So one of my tips, and since it is the summer, it's a little bit easier to do this, is to just reach out to community partners and set up face-to-face -face meetings with them. Go to the site where your students are volunteering so that you're familiar with the location. You can get a tour. You can really talk to the community partner and understand what their authentic, actual needs are, not just assuming, oh, um, there's poor people in the city. Like actually finding out what are the real, you know, social justice issues that these community partners are dealing with? I think that going into the community and going in with the mindset of I'm going to let them steer this conversation rather than I'm going to ask them all these questions can be really helpful to create that partnership rather than one of 
an institution coming in and trying to take over. That's a big tip that I have. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, And you mentioned a book there. Is there anything else um, that you're reading uh, or have read in the past that's just really been kind of uh, transformative or helpful or, you know, whatever way you want to take it, just that you think the, uh, you know, our audience of student affairs professionals would find, uh, you know, engaging and relevant? Yeah, well, um, Unheard Voices specifically, which I just mentioned, I think for anyone who's working in service learning, that is a uh, cornerstone text that really talks so much about how community partners function and what the impact of sending a volunteer to a site can really be, whether that's a positive impact or a negative impact. So I can't say enough good things about that book in particular. Um, I've also kind of nerded out and read uh, The Social Change Model. Mm Leadership for a Better World, I think is what the book is called, um, with Susan Comavez and everyone else that did their research on that. That really kind of helped me when formulating learning outcomes or thinking about how social change is about not only you know, creating positive outcomes, but it's a collaborative process, like I said, with the community. And it also, you know, seeks to identify those root causes of problems. So when there's poverty in the city where you live, you really need to think about what are the reasons for that or why are there homeless people like really uncovering the the root causes of those. So I found those to be really helpful when talking about service learning and um, I know right now I'm actually reading Lean In, which I feel like I'm really behind the times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as a professional woman, especially in student affairs, I feel like it's important to kind of think about some of those issues that she brings up. And I know you all had a pretty good conversation with Becca Obergefell about that in an earlier podcast. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to kind of keep abreast of things that are going outside of student affairs too. Yeah. Good shout out to a previous podcast episode. It was another great episode. Um, (laughs) And yeah, that's an interesting point is like that you could, um, I feel like there's so many people out there in just any field, you know, like that have great ideas and just never have the, like confidence or um, whatever may be like their barrier or perceived barrier to like execute the ideas that they have and like kind of supplementing like, oh, you could do all this research. But then if you're like, well, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this, my ideas aren't that great or something. It's like if you, you know, get like inspired by Lean In or some other book to like really be, um, you know, confident in what you're passionate about. That's definitely a, a good shout out. But um and I have to feel like, cause I, I gush about it all the time cause I really enjoyed reading it. Um, was the book that I know sort of, um, especially this past year was sort of, a um, for Rutgers change makers was like the, the focus, uh, text was shake the world. And now that's just like a pretty good light, um, uh, kind of informative, engaging, relevant read about like, you know, interviewing social entrepreneurs and it helps, uh, if anybody out there is intrigued by that premise of social entrepreneurship, read, shake the world. It's a, I think it's a good way to kind of get your feet wet and what all that means. So, um, but if we'll have all these things in the show notes just so people can go check them out. But, um, and yeah, so, um, I guess just sort of coming towards the end, I mean, do you have, um, just any kind of final thoughts or any anecdotal experiences that uh, you'd like to share just to kind of sort of come out here at the, uh, the tail end of the episode? A 
lot was this idea of reflection or like always making sure there's a student learning component that's going on with service. And we have worked before with the Center for Civic Reflection, which is an online resource for anyone who's working with students that are doing service learning. And basically their model is to attach some kind of focal point to a reflection. So it's an article or a poem or a piece of art or even a video that can really introduce students to more of the concepts behind the issues that they're working on and really have a more in-depth discussion than just kind of the what did you do today? What does this mean? Like the more basic reflection model. So I really highly recommend um, looking into that as a resource for reflection. And then also um, there's a fantastic article by Rachel Naomi Remen that's called In the Service of Life. And it's the concept is basically the difference between helping and serving and getting our students to understand that helping implies that there's a person who is lesser in this relationship. So if you're saying, I'm just going to go help the community, mm-hmm. you're implying that the com- community has less to offer, has, you know, is lower than than you are. And so thinking about service as a relationship between equals is really important. So we've learned a lot, a lot about reflection through, through that um, center and through really being able to read a lot of those articles and just kind of reflecting on what the word service really means. And we can get into all like the social justice things about it. That's like a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's really important for, I think anyone who's working in service learning or who's interested in starting a service program or working with a service learning office to, to really start to understand that idea too. Yeah, I think that that is kind of key to know because I I feel like, and maybe maybe it's not the case, but I guess it could be, um, yeah. So like just the idea, like reflection, and really like, um, you know, kind of purposeful and intentional reflection, like you're saying, that's not just very basic kind of who, what, when, why kind of thing. You know, you use some sort of uh, text or poem to kind of inspire reflection. Things kind of really kind of maximize the you know. Uh, you know, potential of whatever the students are doing instead of just, yeah, like you go, you know, do something, come back, you feel good about yourself and then you kind of go about your life. Like you really kind of get into something deeper. Um, do you feel like, you know, do you know anything off the top of your head that's like maybe just a, um, like a good experience or just kind of a success in general, like a, anything like a, a anecdotally from students or a community partner that you'd like to share that just really kind of showcases the, um, you know, the great kind of outcomes and uh, results of kind of uh, service that you're doing? Sure. So I know for um, our alternative break program this year, I went on a spring break trip to Biloxi, Mississippi, which is on the Gulf Coast. So it's very it's near New Orleans. But that whole region, even though Hurricane Katrina happened almost 10 years ago, that whole region is still really reeling and trying to re um, kind of like come back to life. So the experience was really interesting for me and for the students to understand that um, the community is a resilient, is resilient and strong and is supportive of each other. And, and that's something that I think 
in communities that haven't faced that kind of disaster, they really don't have that experience. So it was very moving for the students and kind of an emotional journey for all of us, myself included, to think about our role in helping in not helping in serving um, the community and really our role in developing the importance of building relationships with other places throughout the country. So our community partner um, was called Community Collaborations, and we worked with this man named Steve, who pretty much just inspired all of us to dedicate our lives to service. He not only spent his entire life as a teacher, but now he works in the summer and during breaks as an organizer to partner college students with community organizations. So he really was just an amazing person who is so connected to the community, especially in the Gulf Coast. It's just such a fascinating place. Um, but being able to really invite him to reflection, to sit in our cabin with him and develop a relationship with him beyond just, oh, thanks for helping us meet up with the preschool. It just was so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think he inspired all of us so much to want to give back more and to be as connected with our community as we possibly could. It was just, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, and just uh, as we sort of wrap up to make sure and we kind of, um, uh, direct people to the right place, say they're interested in uh, maybe more details about um, anything that we've talked about, where would be the best place for people to find you online? Finding me online? Um, <laughs> I am on Twitter at Krista with a K, so K-R-I-S-T-A-K-N-J, um, but we have our specific website is just communityservice.ruckers.edu, and from there you can really find out a lot about our service learning programs. We even have, I have an online module that we've done on reflection that's a 10-minute kind of training module for students to learn about how to lead a reflection, um, but then also our change Maker stuff is all online as well. Um, on Twitter, it's at RU Changemakers and it's changemakers.ruckers.edu too. So there's a lot of information through our Ruckers websites. And of course, I'd be happy to answer any questions that come through via Twitter or whatever else. Um, would definitely be interested in talking more with people who want to chat about service learning. It's a great conversation to have. You can talk for hours. And yeah, totally. Um... Yeah, and all, I mean, this this will be a, a great episode to be loaded up with a lot of great stuff and resources for people in the show notes. So, um, yeah, don't, don't fret anybody on to kind of scribble down anything that you've heard. Um, but uh, so it, yeah, and I guess, um, I mean, that's sort of a lot of the stuff that I want to make sure we talked about because it's just, yeah, there's so much um, great work I know you all are doing there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you sounded great. I appreciate you sick and all, you know, coming through to do this episode. <laughs> and um, and there's just a lot of great stuff for folks. So, um, yeah, again, just thank you so much for doing the episode. It was really good. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dustin. I'm really excited and love to chat more about service learning. It's such a great 
part of our student affairs environment. And I hope everyone has a chance to get involved with it in some way or another. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, on that, I will have to bid you adieu. Have a great rest of your day, Krista. Thanks. You too, Dustin. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. As always, please leave us your comments and feedback for the podcast. It really helps us out. Give us any ideas for guests or topics for the episodes. We really appreciate it. Thank you.